0: My name is Jason Fleming.
1: And my name is Julie Muir.
0: And this is the More Than My Past podcast from from The Forward Forward Trust. Trust. Welcome to a brand new series of the More Than My Past podcast. There's a few changes this time around, starting with my new co-host,
1: I'm Julie, Director of Recovery at the Forward Trust. I'm also a former Forward client, having been through prison, addiction and recovery myself.
0: I've known Jules for a long time now. She's an incredible role model for recovery. So I thought I'd get her on board for this new series. She's better equipped to look deeper into some of the specific issues which the More Than My Past campaign has raised so far. (coughs) Where did we first meet?
1: We met at Brixton Prison at the opening of D-Wing. That's right. Yeah. You were the celebrity invited on the day.
0: <laughs> I couldn't get anyone else.
1: <laughs> we were so impressed. And then during that conversation, we found out that you were supporting Brixton with the Samaritans. Yeah,
0: you know, I train listeners, basically. We train prisoners to, to have empathy skills. And then they are on the wing. And if one of the prisoners gets in trouble, he bangs on the door and the guard goes and gets a listener. And the listener goes with a colleague and sits with the prisoners in uh, turmoil and sit with them for as long as they need.
1: And it's so important, the work of the listeners, just to highlight as someone that's been in prison, me, myself, have seen people that have been suicidal and have rang that bell at three o'clock in the morning. Mm. And some of the work that I do in prison, so the director of recovery is, is my job title, I've worked for the Forward Trust for the last 13 years. Part of my remit is supporting people when they come out of prison. Mm. So it's that onward aftercare support that they get through the gate because that's when the real hard work starts. If they're trying to change their lives to stay drug and alcohol free and not re-offend, they need all the help to be able to get them through them first initial really tough days. In this series, you'll be hearing Jason and I speaking to inspiring people in a series of episodes exploring topics including family background, housing, stigma, education and work. There's also a special interview with former Minister of State for Prisons, Rory Stewart.
0: So to get things started, let's introduce you to the amazing people who you'll be hearing from in this series. Corey Johnson,
2: um, boy, what I do, I guess I help build a community and develop young talent. Um, who I am, entrepreneurial.
1: And that's the voice of our first guest on this new series. Corey was a third generation criminal gang member and prisoner before he went straight. He now helps young people channel their passion towards music instead of crime.
0: We recorded a More Than My Past episode in series one with Magnus Apaya from Squash the Beef down at Corey's Digital Holding Studios in New Cross. It's an amazing place full of young creative people. You can really feel Corey's passion in the air down there. And that passion has led Corey himself to have a seriously impressive career in music. I always did music. Mm. Like, I was signed when I was 10 years old. Wow. So
2: the government went around to schools in Brixton looking for kids that could rap and dance and stuff like that. We used to do that at break time just for like the fun of it. And um, we then got signed um, to create a song around the greenhouse effects, so around climate change, as young people call it now. So um, it was called New Frontier. We went on tour, um, music video was on Dance Energy, Wackaday. Um, I was on like the like, early like Lord of the Mics DVDs. I've performed at like Glastonbury. You know,
0: you've hit the big time when you've been on Wackaday.
1: And Corey played a vital part in one of the biggest chart hits of recent years.
2: Oh, they sampled one of my records to make Drake's One Dance. I love that tune. Yeah, so I'm a writer, publisher, and original label on that record. Third biggest song in UK music history. Yeah, so I've still beat Whitney Houston and
0: Michael Bolton and all them lot. Funnily enough, while Corey and I were chatting, we realised we'd actually appeared in the same film a few years back. Me and my boys, we done a film called Rolling with the Nines.
2: I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, that's played it. Officer Fleming. In it. Yeah, yeah, I played um, Chronic, so they come into the... No yeah, way. yeah, yeah, they come into the um thing. I remember now, Officer oh, yeah. Fleming. Yeah, yeah, Officer yeah. Fleming. yeah, 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 yeah. So they come in and kill me in the nightclub. Yeah, that's right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I had the soundtrack single for that. and everything.
1: Corey recalled how he paid a heavy price for his old lifestyle before turning things around to make the positive impact he has now.
2: Yeah, oh, when you do bad things, bad things happen, I guess, man. So it's like, yeah, I've, I've gone, um, gone around and then been, being the aggressor. So I guess when you be the aggressor, you're always going to have to be prepared that at some point you're going to be the victim as well. Yeah, my, it was in Clapham and, um, yeah, my kneecap, my right kneecap and my left shoulder is chopped off. And, um, yeah, I, I discharged myself the next day from hospital because they told me I'd never walk again. So I took myself home and I taught myself how to walk and um yeah from teaching myself how to walk i've kind of just um always kind of been stubborn that yeah if there's something i put my mind to then i can do it because yeah i was told i'd never walk again and and i'm here walking so yeah there's nothing that with god's grace i can't do
0: next up is a brilliant actor who i've had the pleasure of working with recently his name is michael and he spent a lot of his youth in and out of prison after a difficult childhood before getting his break on stage and screen. You might have seen him in the new acclaimed Netflix series Top Boy, amongst other things.
1: I love Top Boy. (laughs) Michael shared an amazing story with us of him recounting a play he'd seen whilst doing day release work on the bar at RADA Drama School. What a guy.
3: Half the time I'm at the bar with an audience and I'm telling all these stories about my criminal background. And then when I'm going back to the Nick, there's some guys that aren't coming out. Then my the manager was like, When it's quiet, Michael, do you want to go and watch a couple of the shows? I was like, Yeah. So, you know, they were doing a show, Mercury Fur. It's played by a guy called Philip Ridley. And oh, it's no, yeah. quite dark. Yeah. And I went back to prison that night. And, I, and then obviously I was like, Guys, sit down. I've got something to tell you. <laughs> and I told them, the sto- I basically reenacted the you whole played. thing in it, basically. And this guy, Marvin, I'll never forget him. I finished, I finished telling the story in it. They weren't crying, but they were like, Fuck. And then Marvin was looking at me and went, You're an actor, bro
1: just chatting with him you felt like you were there with him on his journey like you've seen it from his eyes the way that he articulated his experience was just was just fantastic
0: he's super super smart and um, articulate
1: how he's gone to prison you know made a real name for himself now is just amazing
3: no matter where your background is no matter where you come from no matter who you are you can become whoever you want to be You can do whatever you want. I've seen it happen. I've seen people do it. Next up is
0: Jane Shea. Hi,
1: I'm Jane Shea. Um, I'm a woman in recovery. I have had addiction and mental health problems and I have spent time in prison. Um, I'm seven and a half years clean. And, yeah, hi.
0: <laughs> now, I spoke to Jane's former husband, ex-Arsenal and England footballer, Tony Adams, in an earlier, more than my past episode. But it was interesting to learn that Jane has a powerful story of addiction, prison and recovery also.
1: She also has a link to another one of our former guests, the great Mandy Ogan Moken. Jane has spent time with Treasures, a supported housing charity, which Mandy set up to help women with a history of substance misuse and offending. If you care about women whose lives have been blighted by domestic violence and addiction, look them up at their website. And if you really care, make a donation. They do incredible work on the front line. And next up is Raf, who has an amazing recovery story, which I know well, having worked with him at Forward.
4: Yeah, my name is Raf Chaves. I was uh, born and raised in Brazil, uh, in Rio de Janeiro to be specific. Came to the UK when I was 17 years old. It's been uh, half of my life now. I just turned 35. Married, um, got two beautiful children. Was a drug addict for 14 years. Uh, started uh, when I was in Brazil and that uh, uh, followed me uh, to the UK. Their lifestyle led me to uh, so many things as uh, committing crime and hurting myself and all of those around me. Yeah, that led to a lot of destruction, um, both, uh, you know, physical destruction, emotional destruction and uh, a lot of harm. Um, And thankfully, uh, I got clean uh, over nine years ago uh, from drugs by attending a fellowship called Narcotics Anonymous, uh, which I still uh, attend today. Um, Yeah, part of my story is I got clean. and. yeah, I had the privilege to work with the Forward Trust um, yeah, for uh, a couple of years. And uh, t- I had the privilege to uh, participate with the family work that you guys do there and to plant the uh, family work project in East Kent, which was a beautiful uh, opportunity. Um, yeah, it was really amazing. And uh, in two weeks uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be ordained uh, as a vicar uh, for the Church of England. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much me.
1: So I remember Raf when he came for an interview for an apprentice at Forward and he didn't quite meet the criteria that we needed for the role that he'd originally applied for. But speaking to him, you just knew that there was so much more to him and that I didn't want to let him walk out of the building without finding him a job. We decided that he would be better placed with a family service as the apprentice there. And he was so overwhelmed and really grateful that, although he didn't get the original job he'd applied for, we could really see within him that he would be fantastic.
0: Yeah, something to give.
1: Something, so much to give. He's gone from strength to strength, and now he's an ordained priest. He's just got married and living his absolute best life. Our next guest, Liz Jones, has also struggled with a difficult family background. Her turnaround story has led to a successful career in education. Uh, Yeah, so I'm Liz. So currently I'm um, a university lecturer in criminology at the University of Suffolk and a mum. But in my past, uh, previously, I was a a pretty serious, uh, intravenous, heroin and crack addict. Um, I grew up in the northwest of England in Crewe, Um, not many prospects. And yeah... um, Just family circumstances and sort of my sister being involved in drugs from a young age, uh, I I became involved too. So
5: that's a brief snapshot of me.
0: It's great to work with Jules, who's walked that path and can go deeper into the recovery story like Liz's. Another one of those is Speedo Mick, whose fundraising efforts are an inspiration to us all.
1: Speedo Mick has attended hundreds of football matches in his Speedos, walked thousands of miles, raised £750,000 and touched millions of lives. Mm.
5: Alright, my name's uh, Michael Cullen, uh, a.k.a. Speedo Mick. <laughs> so what happened was I'm in recovery, you know, and uh, I'm looking for, for things to do. And I'd done a couple of marathons and then, you know, my knee got a little bit damaged. So I couldn't run the marathons anymore. Then I'd done uh, about, I think i have done about uh, seven triathlons. Uh, my knee got a little bit worse. I, I, you know, I was still fundraising and still loving it I mean he started to get a little bit more a little bit. yeah so I had to stop then I was fuming Yeah. you know and, and I didn't know what I was going to do because it couldn't be I could run like two miles and then I seen David Williams getting into the channel to swim the English channel you know and I was just sitting there and I went just like do I just said turn around to my wife and and just said man that's it I've got it, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know what I mean? If I can't use my legs, I'm going to use my arms. I'm going to swim the English Channel. (laughs) And then I read the rules of swimming the English Channel and the rules were you you can have one swimming cap one set of goggles and one garment for the men that are, that's above the groin because you've got to wear a pair of Speedos and I went what? I started making phone calls to people saying I'm not wearing a pair of Speedos <laughs> right? It's, you know what I mean? You, yeah. do, you don't do that you don't wear a pair of Speedos around our way you know what I mean? You just yeah. get ridiculed basically.
0: And those Speedos have ended up being an iconic uniform for Mick.
1: And I really hoped he'd wear them during our podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's walking the length and breadth of the country on his Giving Back tour, raising money for good causes. He's now got his own charity, the Speedo Mick Foundation.
0: Like Speedo Mick, ex-offender Tony Atwood is all about giving something back to the community, using his experience of recovery to set up his own charity. So my name's Tony Atwood. I am the founder of Hope and Vision Communities, a charity that provides supported accommodation for guys Even in treatment um, for addictions. I never thought I'd be saying that, you know. It's miraculous. I'm an ex-offender. 20 years of addiction, 15 years being caught up in the prison system. Today, I'm a Christian. Um, My life's been transformed and I've stepped into my purpose with, with this charity and offer myself up for stuff like
1: It's an amazing story You hear this from time to time That judges really take a chance On people that they regularly see And he was up in front of this judge He was waiting to be sentenced During his time he had applied for a rehab When he went back to the judge With all of this laid out basically The judge obviously thought at that time I'm going to take a chance on him And he took a chance on Tony and he allowed him to walk free from the court that day and go to rehab. And while Tony was in rehab, he he got in contact with a judge that gave him that chance to tell him, actually, you've saved my life, I'm doing really well now. And the judge obviously felt inspired by what he was doing. And since then, Tony's gone from strength to strength. And he set up his charity, and the judge is now a trustee. He's part of that charity. It's a fantastic story.
0: In the interview, Tony had a lot to say on how we should be treating people who have been through prison, addiction, or both, as did our final guest, Mary Claire from New Leaf.
3: Mary claire O'Brien, CEO and founder of the New Leaf Initiative. Um, we support people with convictions primarily to move closer to the work um, labour market through education, training and you know, obviously employment opportunities, but also holistically supporting them on that journey. So mental health support, substance misuse support, housing, everything and anything really. Um, my own personal journey or why I do this work is because I'm an ex-prisoner from 15 years ago. So I've been in the system. Um, I've seen the issues that people face, the revolving door of crime and the lack of support through the gate. And I wanted to create a solution to that. And that's what we've done. We've helped thousands so far. Lots more work to do.
0: We talked to Marie-Claire in the last series, but we wanted to speak to her again, as she has a unique perspective on both prison and recovery from the inside and as a support worker and in both male and female prisons. (laughs)
1: never failed to be in awe of every story that i hear and i've heard thousands of recovery journeys from people in the depth of despair that have really excelled and gone on to you know reach completely new limits i'm always in awe
0: yeah a lot i mean a lot of the people in the second series have said you know listen the thing is i was really good at what i did you know i I, I made a good living being a criminal. And the initiative and the uh, intelligence it takes to succeed at that, they then diverted into helping others. Was amazing.
1: So that's who you'll be hearing from in series two of the More Than My Past podcast. To whet your appetite, though, in episode two, we've got a special interview with former politician Rory Stewart. Forward Trust chief executive Mike Trace joined me in asking Rory some tough questions on crime, prisons, government and society that will be coming up next in your podcast feed
0: so make sure you're subscribed to this podcast and don't forget to check out the campaign website at more than
4: for more